Good morning, members. It's Wednesday, the 14th of September. Welcome to your morning meeting. Marcus, what happened overnight? Right. Yes. Well, what happened over? Did anything happen overnight? I can't remember. Oh, of course. <laughs> Wall Street fell 1,276 points. That was down 3.94%. Obviously, these CPI numbers came in higher than expected. I wouldn't say they're tremendously higher than expected, but they're definitely higher than expected. The August CPI number, the headline number was expected to drop 0.1%. It rose 0.1%. The year-on-year number was expected to be 8.1%. It was 8.3%. The core number was supposed to be plus 0.3%. It was plus 06 And the year-on-year number was supposed to be 6.1, it was 6.3. The most material part of all that was that the chances of a 50 basis point rate rise at the FOMC meeting on September the 21st went to zero. And the chances of a 100, a 100 point or a 100 basis point rate rise went from zero to 32%. So these numbers have just confirmed that what Powell said last week, which is they have to keep going till the job is done, they are going to keep going till the job is done. So higher interest rates for longer. And I think from a strategy point of view, I'll get to strategy in a minute, but I think from a strategy point of view, it means we've got weeks, if not months ahead of continuously debating whether interest rates are going to peak, whether inflation is going to peak. And until we have some certainty on that, the market's probably not going to bottom. So we have got smashed this morning down 198. And the Dow futures were up about 70 points this morning. They're now down again. So we're sort of not accelerating, but we're continuing to fall. All sectors are down. The US dollar took a big jump overnight. It was up 0.3%. And that reverses the recent sell-off. And that sell-off we were interpreting as meaning that we, we might see some global optimism appearing. That has all disappeared overnight. The gold price doesn't like a rising US dollar, so the gold price dropped $34 overnight. Bitcoin, the barometer of irrational exuberance, dropped 9% as well. And predictably, the interest rate sensitive sectors dropped the most. So the S&P 500 was down 4.3, but the NASDAQ was down 5.1%. And bond yields rose. And interestingly, whilst the 10-year bond yield jumped five basis points, the two-year bond yield jumped 17 basis points. So the yield curve has further inverted overnight short-term rates rising faster than longer-term rates. And the Australian 10-year bond yield as well. Brace yourselves, anyone with a million-dollar mortgage, 10-year bond yield was up 10 basis points as well. We'll see what it does today, but that's 0.1 of a percent, and that means the RBA is not going to be backing off anytime soon either. Commodities sort of survived. The iron ore price probably missed the CPI number, was up 0.52. Metal prices seem to have missed it as well. Couple up, couple down, but not by much. The LME may react tonight. BHP and Rio were down 4.3% and 3.7%. They're down 2% and 2.6% in our market. And as I say, gold price down a lot. Fixed volatility index up, as you might imagine. It was up 14%. It's still not at extreme levels yet, I have to say, but beginning to rise again. Other little headlines overnight, which are potentially market factors amidst all this interest rate worry, is Argentina's inflation rate heads towards 100% 
They've got a month-on-month July inflation number of 7.4%. I think in August, it's expected to be 6%, but that's in one month on a month. So they've got 6% inflation month-on-month and 95% inflation year-on-year. We don't want Argentina becoming a problem. Anyone who lived through the 70s and 80s will know that isn't a good thing. Uh, The Ukraine headlines continue to come through quite positively. There's a bit of geopolitical risk US considers China sanctions to deter Taiwan action. Interesting this one. US Senator thinks Twitter and Facebook may need a license to operate. And Google faces $25 billion damages claim in UK and Dutch courts over ad tech practices. And that's about that for what happened overnight. Leighton, you might just tell us how that's looking in our market this morning, sector-wise, and if there are any stories. No worries. Thank you, Marcus. So as you said, the ASX 200 is currently down 197 points, getting absolutely smashed at the moment. 2.8%, that is. At worst, it's been down 201 and the futures are only down 156. So we're tracking a fair bit worse than that. Pretty much every sector or every sector is in the red this morning and just about every stock on the map is also trading lower. With computer share, the only one in the top 100 currently trading higher. Gold miners are feeling the full force of the sell-off. They're definitely the worst for the day after that gold price has come off. But again, all of those interest rate sensitive sectors, the REITs, technology, consumer discretionary, financials, they're among the worst performers. Outperforming, but still down. We've got the defensive sectors, energy, utilities, staples and industrials. But yeah, there's pretty much just red everywhere today and there's not really anywhere to hide. Did have a look at the Dow futures before and they were up. They're currently trading down about 10 points as well. Some of the stories this morning. Rio Tinto has entered a $2 billion joint venture with China's Bawu Steel to develop the Western Range Iron Ore Project. Link Administration is still having trouble with Diane Durham as they announced the second court hearing in relation to the acquisition of Link has been adjourned again, again now to September 23rd. Atlas Arteria is currently working on a $3.15 billion capital raise at $6.50 per share. And Ramsey Healthcare, there's still speculation around some other M&A deals involving Ramsey Healthcare after the KKR bid failed yesterday. On the calendar this morning, there's nothing of note in Australia. We've got UK inflation data for August out tonight and the US PPI number for August as well tonight. From the brokers, there's still some positivity around Ramsey Healthcare after KKR. KKR called off that bid yesterday and Morgan says the sell-off looked a little overdone as the deal may not be fully off the table yet. And that's what I've got for you this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, Leighton. And back to you for the income portfolio update as well. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Chi-Chi. So it's the dividend portfolio check-in date today. There's no changes this week. And of course, our main concerns now are the US inflation, which was hotter than expected last night. And going forward now, interest rates looking like they're going to be higher for longer. Performance, we're up 2.13% for the week. And now all of our dividends are gone by Spark New Zealand, which goes ex-dividend tomorrow. And then next up, we'll have the banks reporting season, which is coming up in October. Onto the calendar, it's getting really quiet now, as it should be. Suncorp Group has its AGM next Thursday, and we'll be looking out for some trading updates there. But that's all we've got on the calendar. 
And with the dividend portfolio X-ray, there's really not a lot of movement this week. Most of our stocks are still up in that top right section of good quality, good value. But we'll be keeping an eye on things as I'm sure you'll get into Marcus. Cash might be the best place to be at the moment. But in terms of our investment timeline for this portfolio, you don't really need a rush to sell anything and cash up. That's not the idea for this portfolio. But we'll definitely be monitoring it looking forward. Yeah, worth saying as well, Leighton, on the dividend portfolio, it does tend to outperform in a down market. Not that that helps individual investors. And we were very close to buying South 32 on the open this morning because it goes ex-dividend tomorrow. It's only down 1.6% today. But it does go ex-dividend tomorrow, a big dividend. And some of you may think about buying it on the weakness today ahead of that dividend and hope to strip a dividend. I would say, as I'll get to in strategy, this is probably not the time to be buying anything. I think the bigger trend in the market is probably going to establish itself or re-establish itself again today, which is a downtrend, in which case uh, you might be just going nowhere in stocks like South 32 and resources generally, because this is not good news for growth, commodity prices and the resources sector. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Thank you very much for that, Marcus. And we will close us off with your strategy. Yep, strategy is predictable, I think you would call it today. Those CPI numbers coming in ahead of expectations, the market's falling over, the odds of a 100 basis point rate rise jumping up. It's going to do a few things, and it has pushed back the timetable for the bottom of the market, and it's pushed back the timetable for the peak in central bank interest rate aggression, the peak in interest rates, the peak of recession fears, the peak of the US dollar. It's pushed back the bottoming of commodity prices and the bottoming of the Aussie dollar. And most importantly, it's pushed back the bottom for the equity markets. I think this is not the time to be calling the bottom of the market. Uh, Instead, this short-term rally we've had is going to abruptly end or has abruptly ended. Momentum is lost and the equity market, I think, will resume its longer-term downtrend. Sector-wise, it's the interest rate-sensitive sectors that are going to continue to swim against the tide. That's REITs, technology, housing stocks, stock market stocks, which is a sector we invented, cyclical stocks, resources, consumer discretionary. Is that every sector that there is? Gold, forgot that. That's going to go nowhere whilst the US dollar goes up. And you're going to get a loss of sentiment in those hot sectors and the no earnings hot stocks. You'll see some profit taking in lithium today, although there's nothing out of order with those falls compared to the rest of the market. And lithium does seem to have a mind of its own. So it will probably find buyers a bit quicker than some of the other sectors. But I think the main message is that this is not a time to be doing something terribly clever like buying the dip. This is, if anything, a jumping off moment, not a jumping in moment. Uncertainty is what dictates the market trend. And we have now weeks, if not months ahead of continuously debating this interest rate and inflation conundrum during which time it's going to be hard for the markets to gain confidence and to trend up. The good news is that what this does do is build us up for an even more fabulous buying opportunity at some point, but it's not today. 
But to take advantage of that, you really need cash rather than stale equity holdings that you couldn't bring yourself to sell. And I would just say the stock market is not about long-term investment and Warren Buffett. That's marketing. That's a marketing line. The stock market's about making as much money as possible on any time frame and narrowing the odds in your favor as much as you can using fundamentals, which controls your risk, allows you to control your risk, and using the trend or respecting the trend which improves your odds. So at the moment, the market trend is not your friend, it doesn't matter how good the fundamentals are, and it's unlikely to be our friend until this uncertainty is out of the way. So on that basis, I'll be selling, I'll be going to 100% cash in the strategy portfolio just to make the point. I'd be selling HNDQ and IHVV, that is uh, the hedged exposure to the NASDAQ and the hedged exposure exposure to the S&P 500, which are only two ETF holdings at the moment. So we'll go to 100% cash just to make the point. I haven't done that on the open today. I'll pick my moment. I just wanted to see whether Wall Street has had a one-off overreaction and bounces and the futures were up this morning. They're now down though. Maybe I should have sold on the open. And anyway, we'll be booting those out at some point. Uh, So the strategy message is fairly clear. It's time to step away, go and play golf, watch the Queen's funeral, make the most of the public holidays. Don't bother to come back until the tide is with us. And that won't happen until the market knows when interest rates are going to bottom. And that will require a series of economic releases, and they are some time away. So we're trading in a cloud of uncertainty until then. Odds are against us. And as you know, there's no point swimming against the tide. So our job from here on continues, which is the job of timing the market. We'll just continue to wake up on a daily basis and make decisions. There is a fabulous opportunity coming. It's just not this morning. Now, for now for investors, and you know who you are, the long-term uh, do-nothing income-focused investors, nothing wrong with that. You're not going to sell. So the message to you at this point is that this is probably not the time to buy yet. You see a big down day on the market and think, oh, I'll go buy something. I reckon that the trend will establish itself. The downtrend will re-establish itself and there's a better opportunity on the way. And I've put all the charts in the strategy piece today. And if you have a look at those, scroll down through them and use that highly sophisticated and proven technical analysis technique of standing back and blurring your eyes on those charts and asking yourself a question, are they going up? And the answer is pretty clear. Now, I've also put a couple of articles in the strategy piece today. The Collins class rule, when the market falls more than 3%, you're supposed to sell half. And if it falls another 3%, sell the other half. Don't take it too seriously, but I've put in a link to the Collins class rule. A good article I wrote about fear the other day, how to handle a market correction. And there's one for anyone who's making a loss and can't sell. It's the article called Having Trouble Selling. Uh, Read that list. And before you get to the end, I guarantee you will have sold. So moving off strategy, strategy message is pretty clear. Onto the ideas section, we're taking the pain on JB Hi-Fi and Domino's, which we only just added. The pain isn't too bad, actually. Those stocks are performing okay. Domino's is only down 0.2%, or JB Hi-Fi is down 3.8%. That's consumer discretionary. I have held on to South 32 because we bought it for the dividend. That'll go ex-dividend tomorrow. We'll probably sell it 
it then. I'll make a decision on Domino's and JB Hi-Fi in the next day or so. I'm also suggesting you sell Oz Minerals. They've been bid for by BHP. That should hold the share price up. But while I'm sure this sell-off doesn't jeopardize BHP's ambitions towards copper and Oz Minerals, there is a risk if the sell-off continues. A falling market is not the stuff of higher bids and counter bids. So let's just take the profit. We can always come back later when the market starts to lift. Now, I am adding a couple of holdings to the ideas portfolio. Shock, horror. Why are you buying anything, Marcus? Well, I've written up the ETFs today that benefit out of falling markets. And there's a good write-up there of the four major ones, SNAS, S-N-A-S, which is the ETF's ultra-short NASDAQ 100 hedge fund. And that gears to the NASDAQ by 2 to 2.75 times. I'm going to buy that. And I'm also buying BBUS, B-B-U-S, which is geared to the S&P 500, again, by 2 to 2.75 times. In for a penny, in for a pound. Now, note, I wouldn't do this myself, probably, or maybe I will. This is punting, not investing, but it is the ideas portfolio, and it is at least an idea, something for you to do whilst the market falls over. I'll update that portfolio when the price is open, when I get a minute, when I get off here. So buying SNAS and BBUS, they are far more geared than the Australian market ETFs that go down when the market goes up, which are BBOS and BEAR. But I've put descriptions of those in the ideas portfolio as well today. So having a bit of a punt on the market falling further, I'll do that on the open prices today. So adding a couple of ideas, selling OZL and got a decision to make on JB Hi-Fi and Domino's over the next. 24 hours or so. I'll decide what to do with that this morning. I've also put in the ETF spreadsheet link on the bottom of the ideas portfolio today. And whilst we're on ideas, I've got Henry's small cap portfolio in the newsletter as well today. A bit of an update on that. Bit of carnage in there, of course. The small companies generally do need a rising market. They need a dose of sentiment because there's not a lot of earnings in those stocks. Gold sector is one of the worst sectors, and there are a few gold stocks in there today. You have been warned. Henry does hold BBOS, which is the ETF geared to the Australian market. That's up 6.9% today. His lithium stocks are notably seeing some profit taking. As one of our members said, lithium is a bandwagon. You have to know when to get on. On and when to get off. It's not a long-term investment. And 59% cash in Henry's portfolio may create a bit of outperformance, but it doesn't, of course, make you any money. Right. And I think that's about it. Chi Chi, big day today. Big day. Yes, yeah, sounds it. Thanks very much for that, Marcus. Let's move over to something a bit lighter with the question of the day. What's your go-to dish when you're cooking? Marcus, do you want to start us off? Simple. It's a chili con carne. There you go. I could eat chili con carne every night of my life and uh, much the annoyance of Emma. Well, if you want to bring that into the office so we can have chili con carne, we'll be much appreciated. Leighton, what's your go-to dish? I was actually going to say the exact same thing, but no <laughs> meat, obviously. But if it's not that, then just any sort of stir fry. No, you did. Stir fry was going to be my one. So we've stolen each other's. <laughs> what's my go-to dish? Oh, like a garlic pasta, spaghetti, you know, just chop up some garlic. Nice. Um, fry it up. Tossing some spaghetti, done, lots of parmesan cheese. Very nice. Well, that brings us to a close. Good luck out there, members. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.